mic. What's going my on, mic. guys? How's it going? Welcome to Historical Roast. This is Ryan Pig. And this is Eddie Firth. <laughs> Thank you. It is Saturday night, May 16th, 2015, and on this night in history, we roast Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Let him roast. <laughs> uh, how many of you guys have been to this show before? When we were next door. Round of applause. They're way in the back. Has, any, has anyone been to every single one so far? The cameraman. Thank you, guys. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. So who's new to the show? Who's never seen this before? Everyone. Welcome. Hey. Well, thank you, guys. Ryan, why don't you, guys, why don't you tell everyone who hasn't seen the show what they're in for tonight? This is the show. We bring a historical figure here. He's here. Walt Disney is here right now, and we're going to roast him with comedians. We've done JFK. We've done Ben Franklin, Lucille Ball. Abe Lincoln, as you guys saw. Mm-hmm. Cleopatra, Julius Caesar. So we're going to have them in here, and we're going to disrespect them to their face. <laughs> yes. And I'm really excited. I don't, I'm confused, Eddie. Yeah. I'm really confused because, like, I hear all these things. Like, he's a sexist, and he's an anti-Semitic, and, and yeah. he was a Nazi sympathizer. But his company made Lion King. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of torn between. <laughs> I should like him. It's tough, right? You want to support like the man, but you read all grew, these things. And I grew up, I mean, uh, I'm sure you grew up a little bit with Disney, too. Yeah. I, I was emailing with him, <laughs> and he goes, uh, so if you guys want, I have NSYNC, When You Wish Upon a Star, in my computer. <laughs> Who doesn't have the NSYNC version of When You Wish Upon a Star on their I iPod definitely right now? don't have that, Eddie. And I'm no literally the only one. Hands, and they're humoring you if they are. It was on Disney Mania 1, I think. Well, all I was like... It's a fact. Guys, there's, there's, there's like facts in the show. That was just one of them. That was the first fact? <laughs> okay. You were telling me that you had, <laughs> no, you had like a long No, I grew up with Disney. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to listen to anything growing up besides Christian rock and Disney. <laughs> so I've memorized... Like, test me. I've, I know every Disney song by word. I What's would your favorite? Uh, well, what, was, uh, what was your Disney movie and what was your Friend song? Friend Like Me. Friend Like Me by Robin Williams. Did you Always. sing it? Did, wait, Ryan, I know did the you whole like... song. That's a complicated song. It's Robin Williams. Did he you dance around the house and it. pretend you were the genie? Uh, the house, the garage, the school, <laughs> everywhere. Parking lots. All the <laughs> I like time. That idea. And, you know, Disney is such a big part of like everyone's life. And we don't even know it. Like, yeah. my dad worked at Disneyland. Your dad worked at Disneyland? He, worked, he did the Jungle Cruise where he's like, over there, you'll That's see That's the an fucking elephant. best job at Disneyland is the Jungle Steve Martin How do you did know? the Jungle Cruise. Like, Jungle Cruise is the fucking. Were you going to applaud for Steve Martin? Thank you. <laughs> it's a polite crowd applause. Oh, yeah. So wait, you and you worked at Disneyland? I did. I worked at Disneyland for a while last year. It was, it was a lot of fun, actually. Um,. I worked, it's actually closed now. Did anyone know Interventions? The building Interventions? Yeah, it was a very cool, it's kind of like a, like a science museum uh, and technology museum at Disneyland. And they actually recently had like switched it over and put a bunch of Marvel characters. Once they bought Marvel, there was like Iron Man suits and Thor and Captain America. The only thing they haven't bought is Harry Potter, and I'm pretty sure that's coming pretty soon. They're gonna, wait, they, they, did, they didn't get Harry Potter, did they? No. Okay. Not yet. Look, They're if these Superman though. movies don't do well, Warner's might be up for sale. That's uh, <laughs> Don't do well? <laughs> I don't know. They're they doing great. The color don't worry. It's, it's interesting. I learned a lot of really interesting things. Dis working at Disneyland was very cool. It was a lot of fun. And even on your worst day, you really did know you were going to the happiest place on Earth. It was very easy to get along. But there were a couple of really weird Disney-like moments where shit would happen where you were just like, this, like, that's very weird. And the first one happened during my training. And... Um, the guy who was training us, we ended up asking him about Disney World down in Florida. And he was trying to explain about how when Disney was buying up all the land in Florida, they did something called the, the Florida Project. And Disney used all these shell corporations to buy up all of Florida so nobody knew it was happening. Wait, and Florida is all belongs to Walt Disney? Here's what he said. I, he, I was like, how this much land does news. Disney own? Yeah. And he was like, well, consider this. The amount of land they've built on isn't even close to what they own in Florida. That's so a little all of Disney World, though. they have way more. He said, just pretend it's all of Florida. You'll be that much closer. And I was like, that? I don't want to tell you the who it was. The more you know. Fact number two. <laughs> that was, it, it was Maybe very true. weird. Yeah. It, was, it was very weird that he... And, and I read this online. Like, they have... like Disney has complete control over that land in Florida. It's like a sovereign. They can do whatever the fuck they want there. It's their own town. It's their own city. So those crocodiles are Disney crocodiles. And they can't, if they bit someone, it's not like the U.S. government could come and tell them to get rid of the crocodiles. They're like, no, it's Disney crocodiles. Oh, I, I thought they could like sing at that point. So I have, I have some cool pictures from my time at Disney. You guys want to see some pictures? Ooh. 
Are, so, these, are they okay with? We're not gonna get these, sued. These if pictures you... I actually have never put online. No one has ever seen them because they're actually pictures I wasn't allowed to take. It, these are like behind the scenes in two ways. Uh, nice. Thank you. But you are uh, now, right? You're okay. We're okay to show. I don't it. work there. Fuck it. Uh. All right. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna. I don't care. So the first one. So I worked. At, I worked in this building, Interventions, and they had meet and greets with two with two characters. One was Captain America, and when they put Captain America in there, it was this new thing, and he was kind of hush hush and off to the side. And one day, I found myself cleaning 3D glasses in the back room. I look around the corner, and there's Captain America's full costume just sitting there. So you stole it. So I put the helmet on. Oh. <laughs> Can we see the helmet? <laughs> Three seconds after I put the helmet on, somebody comes right around the corner and looks at me. I'm like, um, I'm sorry. Please don't tell anybody. I'm like, don't worry about it, son. Don't worry. You don't look anything like Chris Evans. Um, before we go, to <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, what what could have been? That's what I see in that picture. What could have been? <laughs> uh, the next one is that even <laughs> is even more scandalous. I'm not allowed to put this one online because they said they don't want any of their characters being uh, shown in a fighting pose. And so the following picture is not allowed online. Because it looks like you're going to fight? And I think it's like because they, they think Thor looks scared in that picture. <laughs> but that was my time at Disneyland, guys. So you wore this in public <laughs> all the yes, time. Yes, people from all over the world would come to see me dressed just like that and that guy. Did you, when, wait, so did you pick up girls in wearing this? No. Okay. No. It was That's Disneyland. That's insane. It was Disneyland. A lot of more kids and parents went than single chicks looking to get picked up You're by right. that guy. Just <laughs> Plus, I was working next to Thor. If any one of us was getting... It was the guy dressed as Thor. They oh, the man. Are, is there anyone... That you can, you're allowed to. Don't worry, we won't tell anyone. That's that works at Disney or or has worked at Disney. Just like applause, little applause. Nice. That this one's count. for you. That doesn't tonight. count. No, that doesn't count. No, but you saw the secret the secret hallways where they where they where they bring dead people, right? Uh, I hope that comes back later. Um, <laughs> so let's talk. So we got some facts about them, right? Well, that's one of my favorite parts of this show is all the research I do. Yeah. I I, like I, I I wish I worked this hard in high school. I, really, I would have gotten straight A's because I just sit there and watch documentaries and Netflix and Wikipedia help a lot for this show. So what's one of the things that you learned about Disney? We, like to, we always like to talk about three facts we learned. What's one yeah. that you learned? Well, there's that rumor. You guys know the rumor. I don't even have to say it, but I will. The cryogenic... Well, okay, help me with this word because I told them <laughs> I was going to fuck up this word in front of all you people. Cryogenically. Did I do it? Cryogenically? Yeah. So there was a rumor that his head was cryogenically frozen. And the reason that is because... A little bit after he died, the tabloids said, like, oh, he's frozen. And people believed it because he's that rich that the tabloids <laughs> were like, ah, I think they got a – he probably did. So it would be plausible that he could have done that. And it was before the moon landing, so maybe he's on the moon right now. <laughs> you never know. I like to like, – honestly, I found, like, Snopes debunked it. He's not frozen. He's not – they, they cremated him. And, I like, that makes me Ruined. sad because, seriously, there's no more wonder and mystery in the world. Like, if Disney's head isn't frozen waiting to be brought back to life, what am I, what am I living for? I don't know. It's like knowing Han Solo is forever frozen, except the, he wasn't, and he's dead. <laughs> the thing that I learned that was, was, was really interesting to me, you know, Disney is the leader in winning Oscars. Like, he's won the most Oscars out of anybody all time. He won... Uh, Jennifer Lawrence? More than Jennifer Lawrence? More than Jennifer Lawrence. She has at least one, I know that. At least one. <laughs> wow. Uh, he won 22 Oscars and four Lifetime Achievement Awards for a total of 26 Academy Awards. Uh, the next closest... Academy Award winner is 11. It was uh, Cedric Gibson, who's the art director on Wizard of Oz. Wikipedia. Wow. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard a of 26 Oz. Academy of Awards. That's insane. And to think, he's, he's a director. He's a movie maker. It's insane. Wow. So well, what, that's impressive. What about you? What, what, was your, what else did you learn? I don't know. I think I found out that uh, he made propaganda for Nazis. <laughs> Donald Duck. Well, okay. Okay, I'm not done yet. <laughs> Donald Duck was a Nazi. That's insane. You pro you, everyone's seen it, probably. It's, it was like high school people were sending around. But yeah, Donald Duck was like going off to war as a Nazi. And I it was, yeah, yeah. This, Disney made over 100 propaganda films for the U.S. Army. And in one of them, it depicts Donald Duck as uh, under, what yeah. would, under what would be if, if the Nazi regime took over America. And they make this film where he has to act like he's a Nazi, but everything goes wrong for him. And he would, Over a hundred of those they made. He would not get enlisted. That's like James Cameron helping out the U.S. government, being like, oh, yeah, no, no, I got some good ideas, guys. Come on. Like, would we really trust him with bringing down ISIS? Walt Disney? I don't know. If it was I, entertaining enough. I don't know. We'll I, see. I, I don't know about you guys. 
I think it's time to bring him out. Bring out Walt Disney. Uh, guys, this is oh my this God. is the man who made the mouse. Uh, this man founded Disneyland, and he is a 26-time Academy Award winner. Let's give a big round of applause to Walt Disney. You don't have an intern Thank right you. now, do you? What's Wait, are you that? hiring interns, by interns. the way, for Disney? No. <laughs> that was a question I wanted to ask before. I don't know. I heard they got no, paid. No, well. everyone is just a, is a cast member. We don't call them interns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay in the middle, actually, since oh, it's welcome. all about you tonight. You can stand Thank right you here. Thank you, folks. Hi there, nice folks. Nice to meet you. Now, we have Good some questions. You. We're curious, because you've been dead for, uh, since 66. We have some questions that we've compiled <laughs> sure. uh, from the audience. <laughs> no, we haven't. Reasonable. That's reasonable. <laughs> To have some questions. <laughs> uh, okay, so first question is, uh, what is your greatest achievement? Hmm. Boys, I'll tell you, my greatest achievement is all of your childhoods. <laughs> yeah, in a way, you're Look kind of our father. Right. Yeah. I raised all of you. You were around a hell of a lot more than my father. I can tell you that much. Exactly. <laughs> I'm standing here, aren't I? <laughs> well, you're um, welcome. <laughs> speaking of, you know, I spent most of my childhood watching movies that you didn't actually have a hand in creating. Um, I just wanted to know, out of all the movies that were made after yours, which was your favorite? So, Song of the South, I made that one. <laughs> so you're saying after that? <laughs> It's tough. Um, well, I, I I told them to put a boner in that mermaid movie, so let's let's Good stay job. with they that did one. It. They fit two in. They fit two. Wow. Fit well, two in. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike Eisner. <laughs> and then the uh, last question is actually really tough, uh, so bear with me. You've been dead for a while. Who do you miss more, your wife, or Mickey Mouse? It's, I got to go with the person who's been with me through and through, through thick and thin. The reason that I was the man I was, that's Mickey Mouse. Because, <laughs> you know, mouses before hose. <laughs> Doesn't Mice. Quite. I wasn't the writer. <laughs> Mice before hose. Doesn't roll off the tongue. Mice Ladies before and hose. gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Walt Disney. There he is. Show him your love. You'll be sitting right here. Sit down. Hey, we're oh, yeah. right here. You can sit right there, and we'll bring out your first uh, roastee, roaster, roaster. That's right. Not a writer either. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm. It's fine. Uh, your first roaster is a hilarious and clever comedian. She has gone on Kimmel. And she has a half-hour special coming out in the fall. Ladies and gentlemen, Beth Stelling! When you wish upon a star... A brown star. My butthole. Okay, listen. Guys, uh, I love that he introduced me as clever, but um, none of this is. Okay, <laughs> just so we're clear here. One of my uh, first laughs was actually from The Little Mermaid when I said, the seaweed is always greener on somebody else's wiener. <laughs> it killed. Uh, Except for my mom tried not to laugh, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> Walt Disney hated that. Um, also, Wally, I mean, I think you died before seeing Wally, but you definitely were dead. But um, <laughs> one of my boyfriends, we would say to me, I would look at him and I'd go, Wally, and he'd go, Eva. So that's pretty cute. We did that. When we, when we would come, so that was... <laughs> also, the boys talked about working at Disney. Now, that's not a part of my family history. My dad always worked at Universal. 
<laughs> yeah, my dad was actually Jaws on the ride Jaws. So he recently lost his job, but they closed that ride. Um, he did used to call me Stitch. My dad used to tell me that I looked like Stitch <laughs> in the movie Lilo and Stitch. Uh, because when I was younger, I used to have a gap right here. I never had braces. Um, must have been the Lord that moved them together. But um, they did come together, but when they were apart, and they've never really been, okay, either way, my dad called me Stitch uh, because every time I would smile in like my school photos, like I would, I'd, I've learned since, but I full mouth, full teeth smile like this. <laughs> you know, like real hard. And now I tuck the lip, cover up this tooth. But either way, <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dad. I'm glad you think your daughter looks like a blue alien dog with three yellow teeth. Okay. <laughs> Walt Disney has a mustache, which just basically looks like two Hitler mustaches side by side. <laughs> his breath is so bad from chain smoking that his left eye is a little bit smaller because it's passing out. <laughs> His mustache smells just as bad as the handlebar at that Disney ride, Splash Mountain. <laughs> Which, if you haven't ridden that ride, when you go down Splash Mountain and you hold on really tight, it's like the oh shit bar. Some, sometimes they call it the oh shit bar. If you get off that ride and smell your hands, <laughs> it is pure hell. <laughs> it smells like a freaking sewage-covered rotting tampon. I <laughs> thought of that when I looked at your face. Um, <laughs> you're going to die of lung cancer because you eat so many cigarettes. <laughs> you just eat them whole. Uh, Walt Disney was the original voice of Mickey, which explains why Mickey just sounded like a man trying to talk like a woman. <laughs> Horribly uncreative. It was a shit voice. That's why they didn't let you do it the whole time. They took it away from you. He had a pet mouse, and he also probably had like pet roaches and ants and termites. This is disgusting. Based upon you know the cartoon, you wanted to call your little cartoon mouse Mortimer, and your wife Lillian was like, no. <laughs> Mickey is friendlier. So basically, you're like the husband in that movie, Big Eyes, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, you got 22 Academy Awards, but it was out of 59 nominations. <laughs> Horrible odds. <laughs> Horrible odds. You lost so many times. I'm not going to do the math on that, but it's a lot. Thirty-one. Walt Disney is responsible for. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. Walt Disney is responsible for Fantasia, which reminds me of the time I got really, 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 really sick in elementary school, and I barfed for days. And my mom was a single mom, and so she finally had to go back to work, and uh, the babysitter put on Fantasia. Uh, which was much worse than being sick. <laughs> uh, I heard that when you die, you want to freeze your head, which is actually the whole... I haven't seen it, but I think it, that's what the movie Frozen's about, so congratulations. <laughs> Starring Adele Nazim. Okay. Tarzan. Tarzan reminds me of the time that my best friend Fiona and I, we were riding our bikes to go, well, my mom said, we can go to Tarzan. That was a big deal. So she must have called Fiona's house, and then we rode our bikes back to my house to get a ride with my mom to the Dollar Theater. And that's when, on our way back, Rob Taylor, he was this high schooler that drove a Jeep, hit me with his car, rolled over my bike, ruined my only piece of transportation as a child. And then we went to go see Tarzan anyway, which getting hit by a car was way better. <laughs> you see what I'm doing here, so. Um, Lion King. It reminds me of the time my dad died. Uh, 
And then when Mufasa dies in the movie, it brings back all of these feelings, you know? Just like, why am I wasting my life watching this shitty Walt Disney movie? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Bambi died. Uh, wait, no, Bambi made me fear that my mom was gonna die at any minute. That's not really a fully formed joke, but that's just a reality, so fuck you, man. <laughs> I would take naps with my mom and I would lay next to her. Uh, well, I wouldn't be napping. She would be napping after work or something and I just want to be near her. So I would lay next to my mom kind of near her armpit and she has like heart-shaped nostrils, which further proves that my mother is an actual angel. And I would just be watching those nostrils and also her chest to make sure she was still breathing. All because of you. <laughs> I was worried a hunter was gonna come in the room and shoot her at any minute. I lost my virginity to Aladdin. <laughs> no complaints there, actually. Uh, <laughs> thank you, that's the one thing I'd like to thank you for. Um, Beauty and the Beast is why I date assholes who are really hairy. Cinderella made me think it was normal for my stepmother to be such a cunt, and I just thought if I cleaned hard enough, birds would put my clothes on. <laughs> Wind in the Willows is why I hate frogs. <laughs> uh, the first time, well, the second time I had sex was with a doll because of Pinocchio. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland is why I'm addicted to drugs. So just because they smoked the pipe, it was really influential for me. Then I, that was a gateway. It was a gateway drug to all the other drugs I do. My main drug is sugar, just so we're clear. That was a joke. Um, I think I can... I mean, one other time, I wanted to get the set, like, well, I think I wrote this. Oh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is the reason I drink and pass out in hopes that I'll wake up with servants, but... <laughs> I wanted to get the Seven Dwarves bathtub set when I went to Disney because my dad lived in Orlando and so I would have to go visit him when I was a kid because it was court ordered and <laughs> he would take us to Disney and I wanted to get the bathtub set but my stepmom wouldn't let me she's like you are too old for the bathtub set arguably I was but then she just got me this shitty tiny little Minnie Mouse stuffed doll at one of your stores and I'm sure it was like $20 million. It was probably $37 for a small animal. And I complained about it the whole time. I was very upset. And then finally when we were walking back to the car. I wanted the middle seat. That's where it's at. You know, right on the hump. I wanted the back middle seat. I have two sisters. I needed that. You know, so then on top of it, I was just being a real pill, you know. And so she goes, fine. We're leaving you here. And this was at the end of the night in the Disney parking lot. And everybody got in the car. <laughs> and drove away without me. And my dad said, nothing. This is really more about him, not you, but. If you are ever a step-parent or a parent, if you're ever a parent and you remarry, never let the step-parent do stuff like that. Okay. Um, this is the last thing I'm gonna say. Peter Pan's why my brother's dead. Uh, <laughs> He tried to fly off a roof yelling, baseball cards, titty bags, beer! <laughs> You've killed most of my family, you piece of shit. But thank you for all that you've done. Ladies and gentlemen, check out her special this fall on Comedy Central. Oh, how you doing, buddy? It is, it's a true honor to be here, you know, honoring you. I, I'm, I'm humbled by the, by the chance to honor you. The, the man who, who, who's responsible for It's a Small World, a song that is used to torture people all over the world constantly. Uh, you know, Walt Disney liked uh, people to refer to him as Uncle Walt. You know, he thought it was familial. And Walt being a nickname for Walter, you know, Walter Elias Disney, with that name, we almost got Uncle Wally which would have been like the creepy drunk uncle that you're just supposed to stay away from all the time. <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight? The Seven Dwarves or the uh, Lollipop Guild from The Wizard of Oz? Lollipop, I would say as much as I'm 
<laughs> the doors have the, the, the heads, though. You know, you are responsible for all of the wild expectations for, for life and relationships that I've been in. It's because of you that uh, I'm looking for like a, like a red-headed mute that wears, <laughs> that wears a seashell for a bra. And yet I feel like I won't be able to find my princess until I get like a blue genie who turns me into a prince with a flying carpet, so. It's, I, I will. It's funny because <laughs> Walt Disney, Walt Disney is a, uh, a fantastic movie maker. He's a movie producer, right? An anti-Semitic movie producer. <laughs> Who holds down his staff, steals ideas from them, and doesn't pay them enough, which is the most Hollywood Jewish producer thing you could have done. <laughs> Uh, but I'll be honest, it's been, it's been a pleasure to research about you, and, and I think I want to write a book about Disney, uh, because I learned so much, and you inspired me in so many ways. I want to write a book about, uh, about, about a, a white guy with slick black, slick black hair and, and a funny mustache who hated Jews and women and spread his ideas through imagery and symbolism and propaganda with intent on taking over the world. It sounds like a good story. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you ready for your next roaster? <laughs> you can check this guy out on his podcast, This Is Rad, which you can subscribe to and download on iTunes. Also go to estoy.com and check out his album, Pizza Night. Give a big round of applause, my good friend, Mr. Kyle Clark. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for coming. Uh, it's truly an honor to be here, a part of this. I can't think of a better tribute for Walt Disney than in the back of a comic book store at a theater sponsored by a popular podcast. All things that we know you truly stood for. Well done. I'm glad you crawled out of a grave for this. Um, I just want to acknowledge a couple of things, ladies and gentlemen, uh, people who could and could not be here tonight. Uh, I feel like we all need to acknowledge the uh, absence he sends his regards of Steve Martin, who was, of course, his career began at uh, the Walt Disneyland Parks. He's not here because he's an old, creepy weirdo <laughs> who hates us all. Uh, the cast of Kingdom Hearts are not here, and I don't understand why, because they're not doing anything else these days. It's the only room in America I can do that joke and have an emotional reaction to it. But let's keep on hope. It's a month away from E3. Uh, Porky Pig is also not here because no matter how many times I tell my aunt, she is not a Disney character. Or he is not a Disney character. Uh, she's a confused old lady. He's a Looney Tune, for those of you who are like, is he Hanna-Barbera? Learn your corporately sponsored fictional characters. Uh, I wanted to share with you all my personal connection to uh, you. Uh, I used to live in Long Beach, California. I went to college there, right on, me and that guy. <laughs> Whistles McGee, like we do in the LBC. Uh, and when I attended college there, uh, I would go to Disneyland to study, because there's no better place to study and read than sitting in line for Space Mountain. Uh, I have a very, very vivid memory of sitting at Disneyland alone in the rain, reading Angels in America, <laughs> waiting to go on Alice in Wonderland for the third time. And in case you're wondering, yes, I was cripplingly depressed in college. Uh, I like to think of Disneyland as a place of functional fascism. It's the one place in the world where you can go and see fascism done correctly. Because no matter what kind of turmoil America is in, the monorails run on time. Uh, Walt, you are the king of family entertainment. You made pirate rape fun for the whole family. <laughs> you saw Abraham Lincoln, one of the greatest minds in American history, and said, hey, I'm gonna make a robot of him. <laughs> and I'm gonna stick him in a shitty show near the front of the park that only gets attendance because the air conditioning is excellent. <laughs> But you've given us an endless amount of amazing attractions. You gave us It's a Small World, which celebrated creepy dolls and racial stereotypes <laughs> living in harmony. You gave us the Enchanted Tiki Room because of the famous quote where Walt was, Walt was like, you know what's fun? Sitting under a bunch of noisy birds. <laughs> and hey, let's make them all racial stereotypes 
because I'm working on a theme at this part. <laughs> Walt never saw an opportunity to combine boat rides and vague racism that he didn't immediately approve. <laughs> and it only makes me feel like there's some injustice and tragedy that you were never able to see your masterwork Splash Mountain to its completion. <laughs> you know, a lot of people said they couldn't make a Song of the South ride. <laughs> but that's actually not true. What they said was, please don't do that. It's very racist. Please don't in 1990 open a ride based on a movie we've had banned because of pressures from the Black Panther since 1972. <laughs> but the Disney Corporation said Walt would want his memory to go on so that skanky Orange County girls could flash their boobs <laughs> on a giant water-powered tribute to racism. <laughs> you know, Walt, they say that no one dies at Disneyland except for your employees who are dead inside. And also, the guy who got crushed by the rotating walls of the House of Tomorrow. <laughs> that lady who got beheaded on the Columbia sailing ship. And all those guys who drowned during grad night trying to swim to Tom Sawyer's Island. <laughs> those are not roast jokes. That's my way of giving you just a taste of what happens if you search the word Disney deaths. <laughs> Please respect the other performers and wait to get on your phone until after the show but you are welcome. Uh, there also used to be a dress code at Disneyland. Very few people know this. Uh, that you had, you had to have short hair. You could not have a beard. Uh, you had to have a collared shirt on. It seems kind of by barbaric by today's standards, but it wasn't that bad. Walt always has the famous quote back in the days of the dress code that was like, hey, I'm letting Jews and blacks into the park. Get off my nuts. <laughs> you remember that, Walt? I remember. We were just three sheets to the wind in Club 33. No pants. Just talking about the inner workings. We've had a lot of good times. Um, Walt, you've accomplished a lot of things. Disneyland's not your only accomplishment. Of course, you're famous for all your classic films. Classic films like The Shaggy Dog, Son of Flubber, and Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Now, for those of you not applauding, that movie's a piece of shit. But it's at the same time the scariest movie ever made. So after you finish Disney deaths and your terror bloodlust has not subsided yet, Amazon.com, $2.99 to stream it tonight. But you have made a lot of garbage movies, but you've also made a lot of classic things, classic tales as old as time, like Snow White, the classic tale of the queen who tries to murder a teenage girl who then ends up living with some midgets until a guy makes out with her while she's passed out. Fantasia, which was some boring shit that even drugs can't make better. Bambi, a movie about deers, uh, a deer whose parents get wasted, so she hangs out with a gay skunk and rabbit. And of course, Peter Pan, the story of a teenage girl and her brothers who run away from home, live in the woods with an asshole and his retarded friends. <laughs> Plus also more rapey pirates. Also fuck Tinkerbell. Also fuck you, Walt. I must admit, I'm going to end on, on uh, a story, but first I want to say that doing this research has really done two things. It's rekindled my passion for Disney and also reminded me, you're an awful, awful man. And that I hope after you're put back into cryogenic stasis that someone pees in the tube that contains your cryogenically frozen head. But I'd like to end with a story uh, that Walt told me about one of his classic films and its origins. Uh, the year is 1961. He is sitting in his office and a woman comes in with a burlap bag. And she has, says, I've got your next animated feature for you. And he says, all right, go ahead and she pulls out five cats and she balls them up and one by one places them inside of her vaginal cavity until it stretches out resembling the mouth of that guy from Ripley's Believe It or Not with the billiard balls which she then fires down a bowling ball lane getting a perfect strike using the power of five cats. Walt then sat for a moment 
collecting his thoughts and said, that's great. What do you call it? And the woman turned to him and said, the Aristocats. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. One more time for Kyle Clark. Ooh, man. That was great. You know, we've, uh, oh, I'm wearing a hat, uh, by the way. Uh, this is embarrassing. Could, could you sign it? Could you, would you mind if you signed it right there? Of course. Thank you. I don't get opportunities like this every day to meet Walt Disney, so. Uh, we've actually heard a lot about you tonight, but I kind of want to talk about me real quick. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm a really good, I was a good kid. I grew up doing all my chores, listening to my parents, you know, never got in trouble. Uh, I think that deserves some sort of a reward from you. Um, thank you. Uh, so I'm just wondering, um, could, could you tell me uh, where the goddamn Disney vault is? Because that thing has been driving me crazy. I'm like, I want to buy Rescuers Down Under. It's like, no, it's in the vault right now. <laughs> How the fuck do you do that? That's you, you can tell me later. There's people watching right now. Guys, your next uh, roaster is about to come to the stage. Uh, he's been on Conan at midnight, and uh, he hosts a podcast called Don't Ever Change. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for John Roy! Mr. Disney. Oh, good to be here. I always love doing shows here at Meltdown. It's in my neighborhood. I actually walked here. Uh, I live here in West Hollywood. I moved here four years ago because I always wanted to live in a lunatic asylum in the gay part of Moscow. <laughs> We're here to roast a great man, of course, Walt Disney. But before I do that, I feel this is one of the only appropriate settings where I can get this story out that was told to me in high school. I want to live in a world where this is a true story and not a crazy urban legend, but I might be wrong. But according to the way I was, was told this, my friend Andrew Davidson uh, from high school went to Disney on acid, and he went up to Goofy after tripping for about five hours. He's peeking, and he goes up to the Goofy in the Magic Kingdom, the man in the Goofy outfit, and he goes, dude! I'm tripping my balls off. And a voice from inside the costume goes, dude, so am I. I want to believe that really happened. I really do. But we are here to roast uh, Walt Disney, a great man. Uh, Walt started from humble beginnings. Uh, he, he had a farm in Missouri where he worked and he's tried several businesses that failed before he finally came to Hollywood. He, he went bankrupt, but he kept going because he had a vision that he one day lived to realize, which was one day making a film about a magic boy made of wood who told naughty, naughty, naughty lies. <laughs> His first studio was actually on Hyperion uh, that he opened with his brother. Uh, Disney Brothers Studio was on Hyperion. So not only was Walt a pioneer in the cinema, he was a pioneer of assholes with mustaches moving to Silver Lake. <laughs> Walt's empire began with a film called Steamboat Willie which made a star out of the first ever cartoon superstar whose name was Mickey Mouse. Uh, then he put a man in a Mickey suit and a woman in a midi suit, and he invented furries. <laughs> then in 1973, he made a film called Robin Hood, which was, of course, the world's first porno for furries. Walt didn't really do much of anything. Uh, he did voiceover, but that was it. At the studio that bears his name, he did not draw, design, or animate any of his characters. It's an amazing story, really. And then all of his stories were based on uh, fair domain, uh, free fairy tales that so you could make a movie. He, he really didn't do anything, and yet he won 22 Oscars, which is a heartwarming reminder that Hollywood then was exactly the same as Hollywood now. <laughs> In fact, Walt's iconic signature that was at the beginning of every ABC Sunday night broadcast is not his signature. It was actually his secretaries who they based it on when he would fake his signature on things he said he would sign. If the guy from Millie Vanilli heard that that guy heard 
got 22 Oscars, he would kill himself again. But Walt also was a pioneer in family entertainment. He had a theme park empire that brought joy to the hearts of literally tens of millions of children worldwide. If it weren't for Walt and his Disney worlds, there might be whole generations who would live their entire lives never having to go to Anaheim or Florida. <laughs> Walt always knew that his customer was a family customer and he would price his theme parks accordingly. He wanted everyone to have a chance to experience that Disney magic, didn't you, Walt? Yeah. That's why he made sure that the price of a ticket to both Anaheim parks is just $186 a day per person. <laughs> Walt knew that those families would have tons of fun pictures of them having a great time to show their daughter when one day she asked why they were homeless. <laughs> We've heard it here on this stage, Walt being accused of racism, maybe because he had a, a cartoon where Mickey was in blackface, uh, maybe uh, because he had a cartoon where Mickey uh, was dressed like a Hasidic Jew, maybe because he had a cartoon where the big bad wolf came dressed as a Jewish peddler, maybe because of the entire film Song of the South. Uh, but he was not a racist, actually. Everyone close to Walt says, and this is true, you can wiki this, that he had not a racist thought in his heart about anyone and never said anything bad like that. And that just shows that Walt was not a racist. He was something more. He was an entertainer. He just knew. He knew that even though in his heart, his not racist heart, he knew that it was wrong, he had to make a half-black centaur made out of a donkey eating a watermelon in Fantasia. <laughs> because it was just funny as funny. <laughs> it's in there too, I didn't make that shit up at all. Finally, I think the best thing we can say about Walt Disney is that he was an American hero. He bravely informed on many people in Hollywood for being communists in front of the wonderful Joe McCarthy's House on American Activities Committee. Uh, he said three of his former co-workers were communists. There was never any substantial allegations, but Walt knew he can never be too safe. <laughs> and he also found that coincidentally, the Screen Cartoonist Guild, who had just gone on strike against Mr. Disney, were also communists. Wow, that's some serious detective work. <laughs> But it goes to show you that a man who already created the world's greatest mouse could make a pretty good run at being one of the world's greatest rats. So how about a round of applause for our guest of honor, Mr. Walt Disney. John Roy, ladies and gentlemen, give him a big round of applause. Um. You know, while doing research, uh, I found out that uh, a few animators at the Disney Studios uh, for Walt's birthday one year uh, made an animation of Mickey and Minnie having sex together. Very explicit, triple X rated. Uh, they, they viewed it at the studio. Walt watched the entire thing, and as soon as it was done, he stood up and he fired everyone who was involved in making that film. Because Walt was a visioneer and he, he, he had foresight, and he knew that if a sex tape like that would leak, Minnie Mouse would be a huge star. And he couldn't have a woman be that big of a star under his watch. Walt Disney, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I'm actually very excited to bring out our, our next guest for you. So this is a performer that I, I respect. I enjoy watching every single time. Um, it's very special to be able to bring this person on stage and sort of reintroduce him to Walt. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause for Mickey Mouse.
kids even know you exist, that they know me, so thank you. <laughs> you look great. You look real good. Everyone looks great. Uh, give it up for all the comics tonight. You know, that Jungle Cruise ride could use some more comedians. <laughs> Right at Disneyland, you know. The they, they ride the boat and they tell the jokes. And anyway, I, it was kind of a joke, but it went around town. Long time no see. Thanks for coming to the show. I, you know, you were dead and you came back. That means a lot. You know, a lot of things have happened. Um, Hercules and. Bro brother, brother bear, <laughs> tangled, frozen, made some big bucks. Too bad you weren't around. <laughs> Still with your Hitler mustache, I see. <laughs> or were you selling oranges off the five freeway today? <laughs> Despite the fact that Walt is dead, his corpse gets a boner every time a ch child gets touched in the theme park. <laughs> <laughs> Walt, Walt loves drawing animals. I mean, but what he loved more was giving, giving it to them in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, but also, also, Walt really loved trains, okay? He loved trains. That was a thing, that was his thing, trains. But with the problem with him loving trains so much was that if he was in a big crowd and needed to get through, he would pat everyone's booty and say, choo-choo, Walt, coming through. <laughs> I wish I could get coals from trains and burn that mustache right off. <laughs> Don't know if you know this, but Walt, Walt found me more attractive than his wife. He said, Mickey, I like you. I said, bitch, I'm just a piece of paper. <laughs> around 2 a.m. You're pretty drunk. I was just a paper on your desk and you're real drunk with your smoking your cigarettes. You always with your cigarettes. And he, he said, you're going to make me millions. And then he burned my belly button. But thank goodness I'm black. <laughs> you can't see the scars. <laughs> so, Walt made me black for a reason, guys. Okay? Because he wanted that black dick. <laughs> hey, it's a roast, right? That's why you're here. <laughs> you know, well, I understand, you know, you really reflected your, your sexual fantasies in Disney movies. We all know this. You've seen some dirty scenes in cartoons. So I want to bring down some photos. <laughs> right here, right now. Well, first, let's, let's go through this right now, okay? Here I am. This is the evolution of me, okay? <laughs> now, Walt, after all these years, you would think, he should have a pee by now. He should have a penis. <laughs> nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> photos. Now, everyone remember this in Little Mermaid, the priest had a big one. You know? And I, uh, did you guys like that? Did you think it was pretty hot? What, what happened? What were you thinking? Were you alive? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's keep it going. The next one now. Oh, boy. Now, Esmeralda was very sensuous. Is that a word? I think so. Um, and look at her, the, those yabos on that baby. And that's from Hocus Pocus, that word, yabos. Um, she looked very... <laughs> wow, what a, what a great babe, you know? 
she's, you know, she was really sexual and wanted, she fooled him, but he never got it. Well, sucks. <laughs> Next one. Uh-huh. Yeah, thumpers love. Look at those boobies there. Look at those yabos. <laughs> he loved them. I love them too, I can't lie. Now this is, why, why were you always putting on these, all this sex stuff? These are little five-year-olds watching this. But I guess I gotta start early, right? <laughs> all right, next one. Oh, this one. I remember the first time I watched Aladdin, okay? And Jafar captured Jasmine and made her wear this red outfit. And then he also handcuffed her. I was like, this is some naughty stuff. What am I feeling? <laughs> and, and look at the little, the little tiger. He's wondering what he's feeling too. Anyway, just want to share that and let's keep going to the next one. Oh, jeez, we're back. The thumper, thumper is, um, man, look at him. He's ready for that, you know what? <laughs> the pocket. <laughs> That's a disguise word for, you know, the lady thing. Just a pocket. It's cute. Why can't you call it a pocket? Keep going. All right, keep going. Oh, Mowgli. Yeah, he really wanted it. That's why he stayed. He left Baloo. He's like, fuck you, Baloo. This bitch want me. <laughs> oh, goodness. And her little dot said, get over here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everyone remembers this one. You weren't alive. But Noah had a really sexual face when Simba was going to put it in. They were running around to Elton John's song. And, and, you know, there she was. She said, oh, Simba, you've become a real man while we were gone. And now I'm ready. And <laughs> she was ready. Look at those eyes. I would do it, but, you know, you wouldn't put me in that, they wouldn't put me in the film. <laughs> but what I do like, you know what I just remembered? At Disneyland, there's hidden Mickeys all around. Thank you. <laughs> it's not a roast, it's just a thanks, okay? Okay, I'll keep it going. Okay, I'm sorry, we're going back. But look at this, handcuffs! Okay, keep going. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Minnie. <laughs> well, first of all, fuck you, Walt. This looks like me in drag. You, sometimes when I'm banging Minnie, I think I'm banging my sister. But you know what? Keep it there for a bit.
You're about to hear from him, and he has a lot to say, I'm sure. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who is part of all of your lives and apparently owns part of Florida, Walt Disney! Let's give a warm round of applause for your hosts tonight, Ryan Pig and Eddie Firth. I just want to let you all know that even though I own everything, I don't feel like I own you. I just own your childhood and all the films that you like and all your toys. But you're still free because you're Americans. Well, uh, I want to thank our hosts. Uh, we have Eddie Firth, uh, uh, Olaf from Frozen over here. Thank you. And Ryan Pig, uh, our Pinocchio for the night, who believes he's a real boy. How old are you? <laughs> See? I knew it. Because I know little boys. Anyways. I'm sorry, Hollywood. What are you all, Jews or something? <laughs> it's Walt's turn. I'm fine, I'm fine. Thank you, Mickey. You've always been so helpful. Thank you, Mickey. Well, tonight uh, we had some, uh, some fantastic uh, uh, comics. We had uh, shitty Kristoff from Frozen, Kyle Clark. <laughs> Give him a round of applause, Kyle Clark. Yeah, Kyle, if Hitler had known he was fighting for future Ar Aryans like you, he would have shot himself much earlier. <laughs> I don't know where Kyle is. Uh, uh, Kyle, out if you're out there, it's okay to laugh. Uh, Chris Hardwick isn't here tonight, so <laughs> let your beard hair down. Kyle, how does it feel to work for a man who made his living nerding out over properties I own? <laughs> Back in my day... <laughs> Back... <laughs> Back in my day, the only hashtag wars people played were seeing if you could spot a man's concentration camp number tattoo. I guess you are all Jews, okay. <laughs> Kyle Clark's comedy album is called Pizza Night, but from the looks of Kyle, it's more like Pizza Decade. <laughs> Kyle, if you like pizza so much, why don't you make like a Jew and get in an oven? <laughs> I'm coming out swinging, folks. Kyle's a, a schlubby Aryan who is obsessed with pizza and comic books. If President Eisenhower had gotten a look at you, uh, he would have dropped the A-bomb on Germany as well. That's where the Aryans were. History. History. <laughs> Bastelling was here tonight. Give it up for Bastelling. She's a very laid-back woman. She reminds me of the voice actors for Song of the South. But at least they knew how to cook. Okay. <laughs> Bestelling is a, uh, a, a white woman with a black booty. She's an enigma. <laughs> Just like a movie about a black princess that actually gets a sequel. <laughs> that didn't pan out how we were hoping. <laughs> Beth... That'll do, Mouse. That'll do. <laughs> now, uh, some of you may know that Beth likes sweets, uh, but Beth, uh, just because you're from the Midwest doesn't mean you have to eat like you're at Disney World. <laughs> A lot of churros are at Disney World. Uh, Mickey Mouse was here. Woo! Give it up for Mickey Mouse.
I'm sorry about Minnie. <laughs> I am sorry about Minnie. I, 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 I didn't mean to make you gay, but you are married to someone who looks like Liza Minnelli. <laughs> I just think she does. Um, I didn't know that she would be playing Mickey Mouse, so I, I wrote some jokes for the actress playing Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Melissa Villasenor, everybody, give it up for her. Melissa, I was, I was going to hire you to do some voices on my next movie, but there aren't many plots we could think of that involved a talking plate of beans and rice. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I could... Maybe I could, have, I could have you in the remake of Three Caballeros as a banana lady. <laughs> From what I hear, you could use a few bananas to keep you company. <laughs> it's a roast! <laughs> Melissa Villanueva, you've stolen... <laughs> Too much smiling tonight. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to fight it any longer. <laughs> That's the movies, baby. It's all fake. <laughs> Melissa, you've stolen so many voices, I should call you Ursula. <laughs> and from what I've heard, uh, your bottom halves smell the same. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, also, we, we had uh, Snow White's eighth dwarf, Baldy, here tonight. John Roy. Give it up for John Roy. John Roy is as bald as Julie Andrews' pussy. John, I hear a spoonful of sugar will help the Propecia go down. John Roy may look like Dr. Evil, but the only time he's seen one million dollars was when he was in Chris Hardwick's house, house-sitting. <laughs> John Roy has a podcast called Don't Ever Change, which also seems to be his mantra. He hasn't gotten a new material in five years, and his career is showing it. <laughs> I'll cast you in one, John, once I get unfrozen. So tonight, we, I want to give it up for the Nerdist Showroom. We're at, the, we're at the Nerdist Showroom owned by Chris Hardwick. Chris's empire spans two TV shows, a theater, a YouTube channel, and a podcast. Pretty nice, Chris, but talk to me when you have 22 Oscars and own so many sweatshops in South China, you're technically a communist. <laughs> Some people say I wasn't actually cremated. All I can say is I like my movies like I like my cancerous body, frozen. <laughs> Speaking of my movies, I tell a lot of fairy tales. Here's a fairy tale for you. A Jew, a black, and me walk into a bar. That's, that's a fairy tale for you. I'm only joking. I want to take this opportunity to address the alleged racism in my films. Now, I would never say that black people are less than any other sort of person, but I will say that black people are just at their most entertaining when they're whistling as an ex-slave magical Negro. That's all. <laughs> Have you seen Song of the South? It's on YouTube. <laughs> I do want to thank uh, all the comics tonight for uh, looking me up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Wonderful job, all around. <laughs> I'm surprised none of you thank me yet for Disney World theme park in Orlando. Hmm? I was the one who figured out how to get all the fat, disgusting Gentiles in America to vacation in the Jewish Mecca of Florida. It was hard. But just remember what I always say. All your dreams can come true if we have enough courage to pursue them. So folks, 
Just dream it, and one day you too could open a theme park where the young gays of America can work and hide in cartoon costumes until they're ready to come out. Thank you all so much, and have a wonderful world. Ladies and gentlemen, Walt Disney. Disney. Yeah. I want to thank each and every one of our comedians tonight. First, Melissa Villasenor as Mickey Mouse. The wonderful Brad Gage as Walt Disney. Thank you to John Roy, Beth Stelling, and Kyle Clark. Big thank you to the Nerdist Showroom. Our producer, Sammy Junio. Thanks to everybody who's working guys. here. Thank you, guys. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, stuff like that. We'll see you next month. Historical Roast. Roast. Teaching history a oh, lesson. Thank Good night, you. guys. Thank you.